Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. I have to ask you about the national debt. $21 trillion, mm-hmm. the deficit $779 billion. Some predicting that could reach a trillion in 2019. What's going on with the debt? It's very disturbing, and it's, it's driven by the three big entitlement programs that are very popular, Medicare, Social Security, and Medicaid. That's 70% of what we spend every year. The subject we were just discussing, the funding of the government, is about 30% of what we spend. Uh, there's been a bipartisan reluctance to tackle entitlement changes because of the popularity of those uh, programs. Uh, hopefully, at some point here, uh, we'll get serious about this. We haven't been yet. Difficult to speak after that. Yes, it is. With us on the line is Executive Director of Social Security Works, Alex Lawson. Alex, please respond to the clip. Oh, man. You know, it's actually somewhat surprising that Mitch McConnell, who is um, is really the boss in this town. I mean, Donald Trump, in many ways, uh, works for Mitch McConnell. It's Mitch McConnell who laid out much of the strategy, which he's now reaping the benefit of. He really doesn't make too many mistakes, but that certainly was one, because he accidentally just told the God's honest truth, which is that Republicans are going to come after our Social Security, our Medicare, our Medicaid, no matter what. It's the number one thing that they dream about. Right. Uh, usually they, like, lie in a more sophisticated way, and they don't just come out and say it. Now, don't get me wrong. Mitch McConnell is still lying here because he's a liar. That's what he does for pay. He's a paid liar for his billionaire paymasters. Uh, and in this one, he just gave $1.5 trillion to his criminal friends on Wall Street, uh, big insurance, big pharma. You know, they cut off a few hundred million to try to uh, keep the Republicans in office uh, through just flooding in unregulated money into politics. And the con just keeps going, right? That's how it is. The Republicans give our money to their criminal friends on Wall Street. They cut a piece of it over to the politicians to stay in office to keep it all going. But where does that money come from? Always our pocket, the people's pocket. Uh, So right there what you heard is Mitch McConnell lying about that Social Security has anything to do with the deficit that it can in any way affect the deficit, which it can't. By law, Social Security has no borrowing authority. But, you know, he gave $1.5 trillion away to his criminal friends on Wall Street. Now he's going to use that fact as a smokescreen to come after our earned benefit. It's the shock doctrine all over again. And it just gripes me that he has been successful with this stuff. It's unbelievable, Alex. It's I think it's hard for most of us even to imagine these programs as entitlements. They feel more like earned benefits to lots of us because we've paid into them for so long. And a lot of people still don't know some of the history of Social Security and Medicare. Can you share a little bit of give us a little brief history lesson? You just have to keep me um, make it brief, Donna. You know me. Um, <laughs> But uh, I have just one story that I really like to tell, because the original Monopoly board used to have two spaces, and they were diagonally across the board from each other. Um, one was jail, which we all remember, uh, on the current board, and, and the other was the poorhouse. 
these two spaces were equally, you didn't want to land on them, right? Because you didn't want to go to jail and you didn't want to end up in the poorhouse. So yeah. what is the poorhouse before 1935 when Social Security was signed and uh, was enacted? Uh, before that time, there was a poorhouse in every single state yes. except New Mexico. You're right. And the poorhouse was where you went if you exhausted all of your money. Basically, if you were poor, you went to the poorhouse and they locked the doors at night. It was an American form of a debtor's prison or something like that. It was primarily filled with older women who had outlasted their savings um, and oftentimes their family support uh, and were too old to work in the economy at the time. And um, the poor houses, or there were also uh, workhouses, work farms, there were a bunch of different names for them, and they were an institution. I mean, everyone would have recognized them from the start of uh, our country to... 1935. In fact, like parents would tell their children, you better work hard or you better go to school or you'll end up in the poorhouse. Um, but it, with the enactment of Social Security, basically the concept of poorhouses disappeared from America. And there's still, still some vestiges uh, uh, that are around, but there are no more state-sponsored poorhouses, which were debtors' prisons, because Social Security took away uh, the situation that led to them existing. So that space on the Monopoly board was removed and it was replaced with free parking. So I always think that that's like a really good parallel for Social Security from the poorhouse to free parking. Because that's Mm. what it was able to do. That's how profound the societal shift of a universal social insurance program like Social Security, um, that's what it can do. I just want to add one more piece to that is that you got to read um, Nancy Altman, the president of Social Security Works' latest book, The Truth About Social Security. You can find a link to it on our website, socialsecurityworks.org. And you'll learn that when Social Security was formed, what we think of as Social Security... um, old age, disability, and life insurance, um, right? That's usually what we consider Social Security. Uh, When Social Security was created, it was a much larger vision. And what we consider Social Security was a small part of it, and it was a cornerstone that FDR laid. Francis Perkins and the heroes who created uh, the Social Security system, they always saw it as an ever-expanding system of economic security which definitely included a guaranteed uh, health care for everyone in the country. That was, like, next on their list. It was a real big disappointment that they couldn't get it in, ni- in uh, 1935. And they thought it was going to be right up next. Um, it took 30 more years to the enactment of Medicare to actually give health care, a guaranteed health care to people over the age of 65 in this country. Uh, But, you know, each generation has always been tasked with doing our part and expanding this system of economic security. So, Alex, what do people need to know about what the Republicans plan to do with these benefits versus what the Democrats plan to do? 
Well and simple. The Republicans are going to steal them. They steal our money. They reach their hands into our pockets. They steal our money. It's the first thing they do. They think I overplay this sometimes, but I'm like, no, just look at what they do. Look at the votes that they take. It's literally they got one plan, just yes. one. Steal our money, give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. Their criminal friends on Wall Street and big insurance and big pharma, you know, cut off a small percentage of that. And they give it back in to elect more Republicans to steal more of our money, to give it to the super rich. It's just a con and, and it's a cycle. But they know it's Social Security. That, they, they look at the $2.9 trillion in the trust fund, and they just can't stand that they can't get their greedy little hands on it. So I mean, true. they're openly gunning for Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. The Republicans voted something like 50 times to decimate uh, Medicare, to slash $800 billion from it, to destroy Medicaid completely the only provider of long-term care for many people in this country. That's the truth. There's no way about it. It is the overarching strategy and campaign that the Republicans have is to steal our earned benefits any way they can, and they lie in order to uh, do that. Like, it's really rare that Mitch McConnell tells the truth and goes on TV and says, I'm coming after you, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. But luckily he did. So we need to tell people about that. Record numbers of Democrats are running on expanding Social Security, on expanding Medicare, on expanding Medicare to cover every person in this country, which is the only moral and rational system for health care in this country. So, I mean, the, the choice is stark. I heard President Obama this morning say something about that you're voting, uh, we're, we're on the ballot this time, is the soul of our nation. Do you agree? I think that the path of our country is divided at this election. And now one of those paths is a really short road to an authoritarian hellscape. Down the other path is not a short path to the future uh, that we need to build for ourselves and our, our children and our grandchildren. It's still a long fight down the other path, but it's the only path that can get there. It's the only path where we might be able to enact improved Medicare for all, where eyes, where vision, dental, and hearing are going to be added immediately to Medicare, improving the system right away, getting rid of co-pays, uh, right off the bat, and then expanding the system to anyone. That's the path that we can get if we can take back the House and give it to the Democrats. So thank you so much, Alex, for your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Alex. We've been talking with Alex Lawson. Alex is the Executive Director of Social Security Works. And for more information, visit socialsecurityworks.org or nursetalksite.com. 